episode 28, the podcast that looks at tech under the hood. I'm your host, Owen, and joining me today is your co-host, John. How are you today, John? Owen! It me! It you! <laughs> it you, it me! It me, it you! How, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm pretty good. It sounds like you've had a pretty crazy week, though. Yeah, it's been a great... Well, the weather is beautiful. It's been amazing. <laughs> yeah? Which is... Yeah, it's like... Um, it's like summer here. It's so weird. No and the way. thing I was thinking about yesterday, about like right. all this weird global warming and stuff, is... So I went back and I looked through all the historic temperatures for New York for the beginning of nem- November for like the last 25 mm-hmm. years. And I'm just like looking at them, looking at the precipitation, just like going through the page. And they're like on paper, it's actually not that different looking. But then, right. so I was like, so what is, what is it about it that makes me feel different? And yeah. when I'm outside in November, like five, six years ago, even if it was like a nicer day, the um, air would have like a chill in it like a winter kind of underlying chill and now it feels like a friggin' spring breeze like it's like right it's right. still the same temperature but the breeze feels less nippy if that makes sense yeah yeah totally so you think and it is warmer my friend david moved David to new york th- or moved to um vancouver this week to go be the oh. head of i know i'm so sad david bird <laughs> left you've met david yes he's a nice he's guy nice. The bird. he's a really nice guy so he's gonna be go be the head of cloud at a quantum computing um wow. startup which people's head must be exploding right now is thinking what the fuck is cloud at a quantum computing startup but it's literally he's gonna go build a quantum cloud Nice. And then I had that lady trouble, troubles this week. Oh, no, you did? Yeah, but that's okay. I'm sorry about that. I hope they get better. Uh, relationships are hard. Tech under the hood. I mean, relationships under the hood. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. How about this you? Is What's gonna going on in your like, world? How's I was going to say, this is going to become like John's advice panel or something yeah. like about relationships. Right. Things are good. Amsterdam's good. good. It's very wet. I'm coming to New York next week, and I'm very excited. We're going to do all the hangs again. And you're going to get a haircut yeah. at my barber. Yeah, because he told me my hair's bad, so I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was let's thinking... Let's talk about tech. Yeah, let's talk about tech. Um, can we talk about from the day that you lost... or <laughs> From the day that you released <laughs> your um, Medium article that exploded the internet till today? It really did. So you basically came out and you wrote a TLDR of our um, ranty podcast last week. Right, right. And then what happened? And then it got 900,000 views. That's a lot. (laughs) Uh, A scary amount. My Twitter is non-functional this week and I spent my week arguing with Mac nerds. So that was fun. So, So... Now that the dust has settled and you've read more of the both sides of the debate, how do you feel about where Apple's position is? I'm on the fence still. I I went to see the new Mac today, actually. You weren't on the fence last week. You were firmly on the I hate Apple side of the fence. I'm still pretty, like, meh about it. And I went to see it in person today, and I'm really, like, meh even more. It's so so underwhelming in person. Like, it looks kind of cool because it's a different color. But, like, it's not i don't know did you get to try the touch 
magic no s- still no s- still no stock of that which is interesting i don't know like you should read the article and i'd love to like argue and slack more because it feels like we've done it all week um well i like the article of the dude who was just like this is this is like a consumer computer now it's not made for creative professionals it's made it's for a consumer creatives. computer for five thousand us dollars yes like it's it's not five thousand us dollars but here's the thing oh man we should not talk about this or we'll end up with another ragey episode here's the thing like i understand that it's a computer for consumers it's a computer like apple of course apple was always going to eventually par down to the bigger market right like that's only logical especially when yeah and of course tim cook's in charge so his his game is margins yeah but there's just so many compromises on this thing that it just drives me crazy and the fact that like two days ago apple was like oh our bad the dongle future kind of sucks so we'll give you 25 percent off until the end of the year it's just kind of like yeah (laughs) like it's just kind of funny that they did this now and they didn't just do it on the day well they're listening know. to their customers that's no, good they're not no they're not yeah, they're they not listening yeah. they're only yeah. doing it because the outrage is so bad they could have done it from day one but they thought they could get away with it that's it oh these macs A- are pretty expensive yeah every the, everything's gone up 300 dollars in price and also you have to buy my friend bought the touch bar model he's waiting for it but he had to buy 280 dollars worth of dongles as well to use the screens and oh, charges and what what kind of setup does he have that he needed two hundred dollars worth of? He's dongles? got dual screens, dual screens, and you have to buy two forty dollar dongles for that because you can't use Thunderbolt two or Thunderbolt three. He needs a USB USB C to USB A port, so it's another thirty dollars. Then he had to buy adapters for his charges and all sorts of crazy shit. It's unbelievable. Every dongle is like forty bucks, so you only have to buy like six dongles and you're already there. So what did you think about the? guy who wrote the post that was basically like they were in a corner with their um hardware vendors because they're basically using the best of and also the the part about how the batteries have the batteries have to be a specific size now because the faa passed regulation yeah so that i mean everything that's going on with computing right now you can basically blame on intel intel's roadmap has slipped out constantly like over the years if you look at like they used to have this thing called the TikTok schedule which was every two years they would release a major revision of a chipset and then in the year in between they would release like a more efficient version or one with more features and it's the same cycle as the iphone actually ironically enough but now intel's intel's cycle is three years now instead of two and you're seeing like the computer industry hurt so much. But the curious thing about that is, so the the current, the last year's chipset from Intel was called Skylake. Oh, excuse me. Last year's chipset from Intel was called Skylake. And the new chipset called Kaby Lake just started shipping two months ago, but Apple chose to use Skylake. And it's like- Why? Well, the, everybody's like, oh, well, the, the low power version that the MacBook Pro needs wasn't available by X date. But that's bullshit. Like the Mac has been delayed four years. What does an extra two months mean to consumers? And then you get into the like, there's, I could go into a whole laundry list about this. Like the new MacBook doesn't have the new Intel storage controller that lets the Mac storage go as fast as the the actual hard drive can go. They did, They put last year's chipset in it. And then Apple comes out and they're like, you know, we spent four years on this making it perfect. And that's why we didn't release anything in the interim. And if, they could have just delayed it three months and just put the right shit in it. So now you have to wait, what, another one or two years to get the KB Lake processor, which is the one that is actually matters. 
and it's only got 16 gigs of ram maximum like what the fuck that's true <laughs> i don't know as i said like i think if you're a mac user and you're in the market it's a great computer for you but if you if you're looking you know if you're in a recent computer from the last four years it's nothing like there's nothing interesting in this revision for you this like it's the same computer basically except thinner and lighter and that's that's basically what they're selling it on is you can get the same computer that you had two years ago but it's a little bit more portable <laughs> you should see Boy, the faces i'm pulling was the outrage on the internet ever wide though like i couldn't it believe was so much. i've never seen such a like diverse reaction oh you know, it was crazy it, it was really it was really intense i found it pretty hard to deal with <laughs> if <laughs> having if, come if, down on one side if the internet was out that outraged every time a black person got shot executed on the street in America, I know, right? Like we'd have we wouldn't have to worry about all these police shootings in the states. Like I can't believe how it's, people are just yeah. like. It's just a computer. Need- it's consumeristic shit. Like and and really, but, a lot of people were like strong, uh, strong, like, long, long, long blog posts, like longer than if you, you think, wrote. Insane. I know, but if you think fundamentally about what the mac stands for for apple i think it's a bigger deal than people give it credit like the mac stood for something that was very much so bucking the trends it was built for creatives it was steve jobs yeah steve jobs often often apple would make decisions with the macbook pro that were completely illogical to the mass market but really catered to niche creatives even be it firewire be it sd card port whatever it is that's what steve jobs did sometimes they did stuff that cost them a shitload of money just because it was cool. Like Unibody Max are a great example of how ridiculous it was at the time. But am I am I imagining this or was there a did someone say that they also was I feel like there was an there was an interview with one of the engineers or someone someone from CNET did something, right? Yeah, they did an interview with Tim Cook and um What's his face? Phil Schiller. Phil Schiller, yeah. Did he say in that interview that they also think that screens are going to go wireless? Or am I crazy? I don't think I saw that. But I saw the, I saw them saying that they had to have the so long to do this innovation. And it's just like... So basically what yeah. they said was that there it makes sense for... That basically the iPhone is not a pro machine. And that... Um, and that... Uh, wireless audio should be fine for just listening to music on wireless headphones but that sure. the macbook had to have the um headphone yeah, jack on it still because people pro users pro, which which <laughs> and then all the pro users are like this is not a pro computer <laughs> yeah that's i thought that was that i was just waiting the, for the somebody to like lose the, their like, mind the whole, about that yeah that's the thing that's most frustrating to me is just the whole narrative is really weird like I have friends that have the new iPhone and you just like the new MacBook, you can't plug in your headphones to it because you have this stupid lightning cable. <laughs> it's so dumb. And like, even if you buy all any of the Beats headphones, they're all, yeah, lightning port. So why didn't they swap the, head, the headphone jack for a lightning port? Who, God damn it, who knows? I don't know. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of talking about it, but it's just a shame that we're in this situation. And a lot of people seem to agree with me at the time. So I'm sure it will sell like hotcakes, but. That's, Honestly, I just find the whole thing that people get so passionate about this to be the most funny thing. I think that's the best part. Yeah, yeah it's like a people, computer. People really get passionate about it. It's great. It's a computer at the end of the day, and also it it's a five thousand dollar, well, three thousand dollar computer. But like, but Jesus, to be fair. It is some 
like people have always been passionate about their tools, you know, good. And it's something you're intimately using every day. Like a computer is something that you have a, I think even a more connected relationship than your iPhone, because like when you sit down in front of your computer, it's set up the way you love it. And like sitting down, you feel like you can get some work done. And there's, I think there's a connection there that makes people really passionate and mm-hmm. I think also, you know, for many of us, we've been using computers for 20 years. We love Macs. And the the thing that really for me sucks is I'm frustrated about the new MacBook, but as a person who likes Mac OS, there's nowhere else to go. Apple's pro computers are out of date. You know, the iMac is years old. So I have to keep using my thing. And like, I don't want to switch to Windows. Linux is a mess. So I'm stuck. I'm on a Mac OS shaped boat. <laughs> but there's nothing I can do. And I think that's what hurts the most is the most passionate people about Mac want to keep using Mac, but it feels like they don't have a choice. And that's a weird place to be in. Sounds like the US presidential election this year. Oh, Lord almighty. Can it please be over? Hey, next week when we talk, it'll be over. There will be a a new president of the United States of America. What do you think is going to happen? Um... I think it's we might be called naive for this. Oh, well, I'll I'll tell you this. The weirdest thing I find. So it's interesting also because neither of us are American, but I've lived here for 10 years. Uh, So I like very frequently will tell people that I'm voting for Trump because obviously I'm not voting and I'm most and I just want to see how they react to that. Hmm. And if they get into being passionate Hillary's supporters, I basically just let them air quotes over here sway my opinion in like 13 seconds right. and i'm like oh yeah you're right you're right what was i thinking i'm gonna vote for hillary silly me carry on and then just let them have their <laughs> like rant but then if they vote for, say yeah, they're yeah. voting for trump then i'm like yeah yeah tell me about a wire like let's get and then they like get into it but the weirdest thing is the number of people who say oh i'm voting for trump too but i can't tell anybody oh no really yeah so many people damn why why do, you, why do you think that is? Well, it's not PC to say that you're a Trump supporter here. That's for sure. Right, and I think right. a lot of people are, A, genuinely super confused about kind of like, I don't think even my like really well-educated on the issues friends are like, on one hand, I don't really think what Hillary Clinton did was that, that bad. But on the other hand, it doesn't matter if it's that, that bad or a little bit bad or 1% bad or 0% bad. Right, right. If you did something that you're not supposed to do, we shouldn't be setting more precedent of politicians yeah. being able to do sort of the right thing or, or maybe, or then our like country should be set up in a way where politicians can just like have more freedom and like have, you know, less rule of law, I guess. But, Mm-mm. and then no one really wants that either. And I think then also, and then People do see Donald Trump as kind of an anti-establishment person, which I kind of find sort of amusing because although he has been throughout his whole lifetime relatively, I would say, anarchist in the truest sense of the word, that is to say, just like wants the devoid of hierarchy and and really to be, I guess, in the more libertarian perspective, a more like corporation first country and less government 
Mm-hmm. And and so it's not that funny, but he's also been a part of the establishment the whole time. And like, obviously, oh, it's absolutely it's also insane, terrible. all the crazy sh- stuff that he says. He like really, he isn't like, but. Oh, it's so frustrating, man. But you also have to think, you know, and okay, I say this with like softness and just like. You know, (laughs) just like, no, like just trying to look at all perspectives really evenly. Um, He does represent the voice of very many people, regardless of whether or not you agree with those people or you like those people or whatever. And yes, much of it is literally racist. And most of those people, if you go spend time with them, and I have, they don't they are not even connected to this. There's this huge disconnect there. It's like you almost have to feel and you do have to feel some compassion towards them because there are a lot of people who just are well for better or for well, mostly for worse, but it depends on how you look at society, but they are living in just almost like a different time. And, yeah. and that's just tradition and culture, I think. And it's just, but it's, and it's real. You know, it's yeah, not, yeah. That's it's easy not to like Donald that Trump is one guy. He, the, the locker room talk represents lot of what lots of dudes do. Lots of dudes are shitty. That's yeah, that. That's the thing with Brexit too, though, is a lot of people in their bubble don't realize that this part of society exists. Anyway, the election will be over next week. So. Yeah, that people don't like it when we talk politics, but it's interesting. Okay, I know, well, I know. let's a slide in world. one more, let's slide in one more just get this section over and then people can skip it if they want is is julian (laughs) assange five minutes well if you hate this yeah julian Uh, assange dear god okay can so explain what happened that guy what which which thing the like open letter thing that he published i don't even really understand what was going on in that do you i will link it in the show notes but he was basically saying the world is out to get each other I, i don't know you you explain it so Julian Assange publishes a, a huge letter, quite long letter, <laughs> and in it, so I'll just couch this with saying that there are a lot of people right now who believe that he's slightly unhinged, um, and me, which and other people, but which is would be not. Uh, I would imagine that I would become a little bit unhinged too if I was living in a windowless room in an embassy. <laughs> Have you seen well. the WikiLeaks account lately, though? Oh my god, it's crazy. Um, so, so although in this day and age, at this point, nothing really surprises me. So I really wouldn't be surprised. The like TLDR and the seven hundred fifty thousand million word op-ed, which also was an advertorial for his book. Um, yep. Basically, and you says, only find that out at the end. Yeah, the the TLDR is that Google and the State Department, and also for like, I don't, I don't know, and Hillary Clinton, which I again not trying to be political, just literally what is said in this thing is that um, Eric Schmidt's job at google as exec as google's chairman which i don't know what the hell eric schmidt does i've never known what eric schmidt does i've always found it really weird that he's like he's just like a weird like i don't know like what does eric schmidt do right like i don't think anyone's just like the burning man guy like that's how that's what i think of him as he just looks like he's smug as hell i think of him (laughs) did you see that picture with him in the crown like the hat 
<laughs> and like he's the really, little he's stick really, from really, Burning Man. He's really smart. Yes, he's also a little out there, but that's probably re- correlated. So, well, yeah, all the smartest people I know are whack jobs. But anyway, TLDR is that Eric Schmidt's job is basically to war to control the U.S. government and slash all of the governments in a, like a relatively equal way, um, brokering the fact that Google can manipulate the whole global populace mm-hmm. through how it models things to us news and stuff um or not not model things to us and choose not to highlight things to us so that that in and of itself gives an insane amount of power and everybody knows it and that was only the beginning of what he was accusing them of too so yeah he basically says that his role at google is to go around and broker and have conversations the that the U.S. government is unable to have itself due to yeah, because Google is reasons. bigger, and you should read it. It's re- it feels un- like at the start I was mildly interested, and then you get halfway through, and you're like, "Wow, dude!" Like, I don't, th- I don't think open it's open that- a window. <laughs> I don't think it's that crazy. Like when you go through and you look at all of the connections, they're all real. Sure, I mean, but are you surprised that Google is meddling? Like, of course, Google is involved to an extent, but I don't know if they have that much influence over countries. I don't know. It's it's a hard topic. Like, you read, it does. I'm sure he has some valid stuff in there, but it just reads like the ramblings of a man who's been stuck in a room for a while. (laughs) It does. Like that was my problem with it. He needs a copy editor or something. I don't know. WikiLeaks.org forward slash Google slash Google dash is dash not dash what dash it dash seems forward slash. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a really interesting read. Don't get me wrong, and he has some good points. I'm sure that Google is up to some weird shit and has done some stuff like that before. But again, I think people just assume a lot about these companies when they're not actually up to that much like it's all a bunch of people trying to get shit done at the end of the day so well that is kind of what like actually david and i were having this conversation we're like well at the end of the day even if like 80 percent of it was true sort of as long as they're acting in our best interests i don't even know if i care that much it's not like yeah i mean but then you go well the world hasn't been so bad for me but i don't know i can't say what it's been like for everybody else exactly Anyway, politics over. That is the hard end line. of that for this week. So, Slack everything, drama everything is becoming snap as a chat as a snap as a chat as a. Let's talk about that. Every, I said it. I said it. Did you catch that? Snap as a chat as a. I give you 10 everything points. is becoming everything is becoming it. Did you notice? No. Well, f- everything Facebook is. Tell us about so, it. So, Facebook in the last months they added Snapchat style stories to Instagram, which I love. By the way, you should follow me. But anyway. <laughs> but they also added it to in some countries messenger and then this week they added it to whatsapp as well isn't it interesting and this is around the time that snapchat is rumored to be kicking off its ipo <laughs> i think snapchat has been desperate to sorry facebook has been desperate to buy snapchat for a long time and snapchat hasn't been down but well, now, now you can do it straight from the public market <laughs> Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is Facebook, if it plays its cards right, it has all the users. It has a billion active users now on mobile. If they put it into Instagram, Messenger and WhatsApp and then sync them all up so you have the story across all services, 
That would be pretty sick, actually. I'm into it. And I also don't like Snapchat that much anymore, but that's my bias towards Instagram wow, stories. Why? I really like Instagram stories. The entire experience is so much nicer, so much smoother. Doesn't like feel like so a big heavy ad. I hate it. I never look at them. Snapchat is full of shitty ads for like thirsty clickbait news. It's slow. I love it. Uh, no, I hate it. Anyway, Instagram stories is addictive. That's my two cents. But Facebook could be a juggernaut in this space, right? Did you I just mean, say that um, that of all there are only six billion people in the world that don't use Facebook? Only six billion. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that's scary. <laughs> that's a lot of people. What percentage is that? Like, well, yeah. a billion so, people. Well, Facebook has one point six billion active users if, across desktop and mobile and there's 7.5 give or take billion yeah. people in the world that's pretty scary amount of people using facebook huh has any company exerted so much control over a global population before? yes who google but google doesn't have so much of your eyeballs every day well i guess you google like are you kidding it's me? a hard one because and, well, i find it a hard one because facebook is like push and google is pull right so like you go to google for stuff everything Whereas facebook gmail facebook is drive in your face. yeah images. but that's yeah sure but people spend more time on facebook google does not have that many active mobile users for its own products other than the core google search engine right now like Facebook, Facebook can control your thought by curating your newsfeed in a certain way. Remember that thing they did and they got in a lot of trouble over how they were like seeing if they could change people's emotions by showing them different news stories. <laughs> Terrible. And this, I mean, this whole election going back to that has been kind of like screwed up because of all the false news that's going viral on Facebook. Like they're not, there's, there's news stories that have been getting 890 million, uh, sorry, thousand shares and they're just completely false. But Facebook's algorithms don't stop it. It's kind of fun. Gmail has anyway. over a billion active users. Are they on mobile? Gmail? Yeah. Are they all mobile users? I'm pretty sure Gmail's active users are mostly desktop. So? Yeah. What I'm saying is Facebook has 1.6 billion active users plus a billion users active on mobile only. Yeah, but Facebook doesn't have Android. What? Yes, it does. Huh? Android is Google. Yeah, but on yeah, but let's get into that later. Anyway, Facebook could kill <laughs> Snapchat. Facebook could kill Snapchat. It's they could do it by force if they wanted to, but also it might not work, right? Facebook has tried cloning it with Do you remember Slingshot, that one where you had to send a picture to receive one? No. <laughs> oh man slingshot was actually a really addictive act because you like it would tell you you had a photo or a video but you had to send one back before you could see it <laughs> such an interesting like it was a fun mechanism obviously it was too complicated to catch on gmail has currently replaced the whole top bar of my email with a big masthead that says it's almost election day click here to know where to vote wow that's kind of cool and it's scary again anyway we're on a time time constraint today so do you want to talk about slack drama llamas oh yeah sorry rambling on over here um slack drama llamas yeah well so slack published a um full one-page advert in the back of the new york times that um was a uh open like welcome to the market uh letter to microsoft Um, and the ibm versus apple style 
yeah, uh, about the release of uh, Microsoft's new Slack competitor, Teams. Yeah, and uh, and some people. What do you like think about Sandlin? Much, including you, I, including me. Well, okay. what didn't you like about it? It was it was along the lines of dear Microsoft, welcome. They Microsoft it was quite on that smug. day. They yeah, Microsoft announced its new Slack clone, which is the context. So Microsoft announced what was it Skype for Teams? I think it's called, which is was, literally Slack, but made by Microsoft. Shmarmy. It was really really. That's shmarmy. the best part. It was smug. You know the best part? It was smug as fuck. But you know what? They deserve it. No, they don't. Yes, they do. They nope. defined the category. They nope. turned Microsoft acquisitions down. I'm sorry, and then but Microsoft copied I, them. Do you know? I'm so tired. <laughs> hang on. I'm so tired of the narrative that Microsoft can just copy shit and get away with it. <laughs> John's head is exploding. Yeah, go, 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 go. Okay. First and foremost, Slack did not define the category. Slack is a result of Stuart's last company, Glitch's um, conglomerate of tools yeah, yeah. they built for their internal communication on IRC that they turned into a desktop app and sold to other companies because it was quite useful. So, yeah, it's like the best of hip chat. Uh, IRC. They made the and, first not shit IRC client, right? Although it's, not, I wouldn't call it an IRC client because the tech is pretty. No, good it's proprietary, but yeah. But um, but they did do the best job. That is true, and so that's why it's kind of annoying because the best job is a very fluid thing depending on the moment in time and what industries are doing and who needs what when why and it just happened to be the right time to put together chat ops and uh intercompany communication and search and integrate gmail and all of your other SaaS products so that's so that's good uh but microsoft can do that and then microsoft can do that just as well and so false no, they can because they already have. Because actually, when? Outlook 360 is pretty good. Like their new stuff. Yeah, it is. No, no it's not very good. Dude, very good. we use it at work. It's very trash. It's cumbersome <laughs> and confusing. The thing is, Office 365, Office 365 is like if you took Office and tried to make it less bad and succeeded 20% of the way. Cumbersome like, and confusing. I love it. I don't know. I, hope someone I, I agree tells my that Office 365 is better, but it's like. It's not great yeah, Office compared to G Suite. Oh God, I hate the word. I hate the new name for yeah, Google. Yeah, this is apps. enterprise homes. This is like companies with fifty-five thousand gazillion people in it. Yeah, and none of them are really that happy about Office. Like that is the that's generally what I've found working in big companies and small companies is the ones that have to use Office do it like begrudgingly because they yeah, haven't been allowed to use Gmail yet. The person who hardly knows what a computer is and like used a typewriter for most of their career and now is just like, well, I just got the email sending the buttons. Remember, they yeah, and then they get Gmail and they're like, wow, this shit. I can't believe no, it was so hard before. They're still using AOL's mail. <laughs> no, Lotus Notes. Lotus Notes, <laughs> hell yeah. So anyway, 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 anyway. So some people, so here's the thing. Slack also has, until this point, received, for the most part, insane amounts of positive praise for everything they do, everything mm-hmm. they put out. Their TV commercials were great. Their Twitter gra- oh, is yeah. great. They're always on point with everything they do. And then all of a sudden, they just send this weird thing. And it's just like out of left field. Now, basically, from what I understand from... 
Well, my understanding would be that uh, basically they wanted to just intermingle all of the conversation with this new team's product with their name too, so that people at least went and checked out what Slack is. And so like, I guess from that perspective, it's relatively good marketing, but it's cheap. It succeeded. It's it cheap. Succeeded. It's cheap. So it's cheap marketing. I, I agree you that it could that. be. You're better than that. It's no, cheap. It's obvious. I think it was, no, just stop for a second. Okay. I think it was genius from many different perspectives. Not only was it a homage to the last time that this kind of battle went down slack slack is like historically been very humble and their voice has been very passive like they they try to be the nice friend at the table and when microsoft copied them i think it was bold of them to come out and say hey it's kind of lame that you copied us did the same thing as us welcome to the party we defined everything for you it's kind of kind of smart for a company that offers enterprise SaaS communications to copy slack yes well it was inevitable microsoft's whole strategy is hey like hey what's good in the market <laughs> we need it and the rumors are that microsoft tried to acquire slack but failed i don't know i think that the most jarring thing is this that people haven't seen this like bold side of slack before people are used to the cutesy not so aggressive slack and that's fine like it was a shock like even i read it and i was like what but at the end of the day Honestly, Slack Slack controlled the narrative of this I'm whole thing. Nobody's talking about pass. Microsoft for Teams. I'm going to give you a pass on this one, Slack, because Stuart Butterfield is a nice, cool, humble, thoughtful, beautiful dude. So you get a Slack. On, you get a Slack. You get Slack on this one. I'm going to cut you some Slack. But <laughs> if I ever catch this attitude from you again, <laughs> look, I think they're in child. for a hard time in the next six to twelve months. That that category is heating up. They really, they really have to start competing now, and they have to ship threaded messages. Speaking of humble pie, who ate some humble pie through their stock this uh, this month? GoPro. They, they ate week. shit. And you know hey, what? No, careful. One of our, one of our, I can't remember who it is, but one of our active Slack friends is a designer at GoPro. So we got to be Look, nice. GoPros make great cameras, but why yes. are they a public company? Because they make great cameras. Yeah, but the problem was GoPro didn't account for the fact that the people that buy GoPros don't tend to buy another one. <laughs> and that that's troublesome for a public company. How do you keep selling more shit? Although I have to say their new drone looks cool. They were just a little bit late to that market. I don't know. I think that the market is just realizing that the crazy valuations that these companies can have is just not always realistic. And it's hard to make people buy an action camera every year that looks the same as the action camera last year. And cameras are stagnating, if you didn't notice already. <laughs> I see. Anyway, I have to go to an engagement party, John. Okay. Really. Let's do Slack shoutouts. Who do you want to shout out to? Hi, Abby. Hi, Jacob. Everybody in the Slack is cool, and I like hanging out in there. And if you're not there, you should hang out. And we keep saying it. I've decided that at the end of the month, we're going to close invites for a while. At the end of November? Yes. And I'm not doing that as a dick, like, move to, like, try and build hype. Uh, I think building a community is key, and if people want to join, they should join now. Otherwise, we'll look at other ways to let you in there later. So, more on that later. Okay, have fun at your engagement party. Can you do your end spiel, please? As always, thank you for listening to Charge Tech Podcast. You can check out more in the show notes uh, you sometimes do something about an email you're always good at the end part go oh yeah 
you should email us on hi at chargepodcast.com if you want to talk. We actually, we really love it when people email us, so please do, because we send back good replies. Uh, what else do I talk about? Oh, you should review us on iTunes, or you should subscribe on SoundChild. Sound, sound <laughs> I've started putting sound, show notes SoundCloud. to SoundCloud. Yeah, John's doing it really well, and people seem to like it there because you can comment directly on parts of the podcast you kind of find interesting. Oh, I have such a good also, book club this week. Oh, quick, go, go, go. The Vital Question by Nick Lane. Go. Start today. Boom. Go. Hard, but I'll great. Put it, I'll put it in the show notes. Anyway, a, I have to whip a off. a black hole at the heart of biology. Boom. Done. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out. I'm sorry I was so hangry last week. <laughs> It's okay. We love you. I, I, we love your hangry. We, Some people I really, really liked enjoyed it. last week. Some people really hated it too. So I'm sorry about that if you hated it. But we're just passionate about some things, right, John? Like MacBook Pros. MacBook Pros and Slack eating shit. So. <laughs> and also, please, if you're American, actually, the most important thing is you have to exercise your constitutional right. Everyone says Please. it. Please. But just don't yep. be boring because half the problem with the world right now is everyone's apathetic. So just go do it. Indeed. All right, John. Thanks for Bye. hanging out. I'll see you in New York next week. Big hugs. Bye. Bye.